Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's up, solarpreneurs? We're back with another exciting episode, and we have a special guest on today coming from the heat of Las Vegas, the summer heat. We got the man, Mikey Lucas, on. Mikey, thanks for coming on the show with us today. Yeah, dude, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah my pleasure and we're lucky enough to have him out in san diego hanging out with us live in the studio he uh, normally is in vegas but yeah i don't know how you survived that heat man is it feeling good the san diego weather you like it it's unbelievable dude i was <laughs> on the beach like two days ago and i was like i miss this <laughs> i know right yeah tough to leave here um yeah i don't know how you guys do it knocking in vegas but stay hydrated <laughs> yeah yeah, but uh, yeah, I got mad respect for you guys out there working in Vegas. I know you've been in this uh, quite a long time, Mike. You're one of the vets for sure of the industry. Do you want to tell us a little how you got into solar and um, how you ended up in Vegas, all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I got recruited um, by a, a alarm company um, back in 2013. Um, started out in Baltimore and then went to D.C. and then Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Um, I wasn't really sold on the fact of like door-to-door i didn't know it was this big of an industry i had no really clue at that point um they the guys that recruited me originally were like yeah like you can come out and make like you know 60 70 grand 100 grand whatever in a summer and i was like huh well the restaurant that i worked at was really slow during the summer and school was out during the summer so let me ask my restaurant to see if they'll let me go and i did and they're like yeah you can you can leave and come back and i was like done <laughs> sweet I was like, hey, like, would it make sense for me to let them get more hours? I'm like the rookie at the restaurant, you know, 20 years old, 21 years old. And uh, they're like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, no big deal. Like, you're going to go do your thing? I was like, yeah, I'll come back for busy season for conventions at the restaurants in Vegas on the Strip. And, uh, yeah, I went out, um, absolutely got crushed my first, like, three weeks um, in, uh, in Baltimore, walking those massive stairs. <laughs> Nice. But uh, selling alarm systems, and it was, you know, it was had some good crime out there. So, like, you know, people were buying alarm systems. Mm-hmm. But then I knocked into a, two different ladies uh, in D.C. at that time, which is just, like, just, you know, around the corner from Baltimore. So mm. um, I saw a yard sign out, and I was like, you know, where house is powered by the sun or installed for free or whatever, zero down kind of concept. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I saw solar, like, once or twice back home in Vegas when I was growing up. And I was like, that's really cool, but it's really expensive. And mm. then uh, – and I asked, I was like, hey, like, can you tell me a little bit about your, your solar system? And the lady was, like, not having it. She had solar city, and she was, like, not having it. Something like, like it. Yeah, and anyway, no, she liked the solar, but she uh, was not having me asking her questions. Uh, okay, gotcha. No, she loved her solar, but she's like, yeah, it's, like, we didn't pay any money for it, and it's, it's cheaper. And I was like, okay, awesome, sweet, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I was, like, not having a good day, selling alarms. I probably, I was, like, you know, I had one at the time, but I had to go get a second or a third mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. So I just kept knocking. I was like, let me just talk to somebody. I haven't talked to somebody in a while. And then it was... I took over an, a Vivint alarm system that had Vivint solar on it in D.C. And after I sold it, um, I was like, hey, like, 
can you tell me a little bit about this like solar system? And they are like, oh yeah, it was this, 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 like helped out. We didn't, you know, it was like either a lease or a PPA. So it was like, yeah, we didn't have to put any money in our pocket and we're, you know, our rate's only going up 2.9% and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we got a lower rate and, and, you know, the rates were higher out there. So like they dropped it significantly. It was, you know, big savings or whatever. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's awesome. And I asked my manager, George, and he was like, yeah, this is not what we're doing. Like we're doing alarm systems, solar take too long, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like George, this is what it is. Like we're having people pay $70 a month. They're saving $70 a month without paying anything. <laughs> yeah. So we should do this. And he's like, no, dude, we're not. It takes too long. Nah, nah, nah. This is, you know, going on 20, not 20 years ago, but this is you know, almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. And at that time, like solar was not a big thing. So mm-hmm. after that summer, I came home, got back in the restaurant, uh, Gordon Ramsay steak and, um, wanted to still sell door to door. And at that point it was like, Hey, like, can I sell and you know, alarms and so in, in, in Vegas. And they're like, yeah, we actually have an alarm solar office in Vegas. I was like, mm. perfect. So I got it nice. in solar at that time. And, uh, I think I was 20, got, I got yeah, 2013 or 2014 started selling then, and then moved in with solar city after I lost a bunch of deals to solar city. I was like, can't beat them, join them. So mm. I went and got paid solar minimum wage at solar city for like two and a half, three years. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. Well, now you are, I guess off the mic, we were talking about this. We had like a 30 minute conversation on every single origin <laughs> of as a solar history. So we'll keep it the convent a little bit condensed version for the sure. podcast, but you can go hit Mikey up for every last detail if you want. Yeah. But yeah, I guess to, to cut this sh- long story short, basically now you're in Vegas, you have your own uh, dealer with Titan. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Okay. What? 40, 47 reps you said now. We're yep. Yeah. So we, we actually just got acquired. So I sold the company, um, a couple of, a couple companies actually split from it. So we sold a couple of them off, um, got acquired by a larger company that's like 10 times larger than this. Um, and now I'm consulting for the company. So I don't actually work for the company, but I, but now I'm a consultant for that company. So there's, there's not okay. just, not just me going out and just selling, but now I'm consulting because they don't just own one company. They own, it's like Mark Cuban of the companies. Like they own oh, okay. all these smaller dealers like me, but I'm just, you know, peanuts, but they want, they thought that I was the best for, you know, how to teach and sell solar, you know, oh, working okay. for Sam Tiger for that little bit of time that I was doing that. And got some experience there. I was like, oh, coaching is what I do is what I like. I'm not Michael Jordan, but I yeah. am Phil Jackson. Yeah. I cannot awesome. the, be the best at hitting the three point at, you know, the, on the buzzer beater, but I can teach the team on how to get to that point. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, so that's what I'm doing now. Okay. So you consult for the entire, like all their, you know, <laughs> different I, areas and stuff. Yeah. And then I've got a couple clients that I still work with on the side. Um, not on the side, I'm with them, but you know, uh, aside from that, I was within that contract, but um, yeah, I'm going for, I'm going for a, to be a, the, Largest solar consultant. Yeah. Pay $2 million a year, which is Let's what, go. what I'm, I'm actually like, that's what I'm going for right now. Like nice. There's certain metrics I have to hit, and that's, I'll be a consultant getting paid $2 million a year. So I'm pretty excited about that. Let's do it. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, what's really cool about Mikey, um, everyone needs to be following him on Instagram. You got, I'm, I get some great, you know, nuggets just from following you. So appreciate you sh- all the content you share on that. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I know guys learn a ton from you and um, you've coached a lot of reps. Like you said, you've were consulting with door to door experts, Sam Taggart, um, own multiple businesses. You have, it seems like you got your hands in almost every business you can think of. Yeah. <laughs> he does it all. And we'll talk more about that here in a minute. Um, but yeah, for solar reps, I guess, what is it that draws you to just the coaching side of it? What made you realize that you wanted to be more just the coach instead of necessarily like, you know, selling a ton? What, what draws you to the more of the coaching and consulting, Mikey? 
So at Solar City, um, I was never in the top 20%. And at the top 20%, then you had to be selling, you know, 18 deals or more at that time. Like if you're not selling that many deals, you're not in the top 20% of the whole company. So mm-hmm. I was still selling an average of like 11 or 12 deals a month, but I wasn't in the top 20%. But the top 20% guys always got more attention. Yeah. And so it was kind of cool because I was like the college kid in high college football, college baseball that had a fight for the to get up, to get to pros. Mm-hmm. And to me, that top 20% going to the trips of Hawaii and whatever, right? Um, that was pros for me. I was like, hey, I want to be around the John Framptons, the Taylor McCarthy's. I want to be around these top guys. I, right. um, you know, Court Reynolds and guys like that, and Elon Musk. Like, I want to be around these guys. Yeah. Um, I, I really never was. So I had to figure out how to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So my, I, have a, I have a soft, I have a soft spot in my heart for the guys that are the 21 to 40% of yeah. the company. So okay. to get those guys, the ones that actually have the drive, those are the ones that actually stay a lot longer in the industry because they still have to fight to make it. Yeah. And they don't, you know, it's, it's, you can't just rely on, you know, their good looks. Like they yeah. have to actually get better at it. Like I wasn't a natural born salesman. I wasn't naturally, like I'm an introverted extrovert. I'm not really, it's not my favorite thing to do is go speak on stage, even though I do. It's not my favorite thing to do to speak in front of an office of 120 people. Or I, I don't, I'm not like, this is, I'm so excited. I'm like freaking out sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah. sweating doing that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just just to help the the forty to twenty one percent, which then helps all companies and all offices and all owners out. Because if you can get those guys there, they'll stick around and they'll be loyal. So, yeah, the goal was really to help the forty to twenty one percent, and that was mm. the guys that actually wanted it to be there. The other guys, you can't, like, for instance, like yourself, probably even like you're not a lone ranger, but like you're not a lone wolf, but like you you almost you don't want to put bumpers on guys like that. You gotta mm-hmm. let them run. Right. And then helping them find out like through personal development. I've been sober now from synthetic heroin for it's like going on nine years. Uh, so know um, you know, I I've had to through personal development find out how to get better. Mm-hmm. And then that rolls over into, you know, the personal development side of like getting better at not just, you know, not just going out and making money, but being a person of value. Yeah. So figuring out how to do that and helping guys find what, what their why is, what their passion is and you know, how, how we're going to actually change the world. Yeah. I'm that weird kid that thinks I'm going to change the world. And I actually like got a <laughs> ones that are crazy plan. enough to think that usually are the ones that, tra- that change it. I read that the other day. I was like, dude, that's me. Go. No way. Like, yeah. It's like yeah Steve Jobs or something. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah. I'm like the guy that I really think I can change the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But no, I love that. Cause I can relate a ton. Cause I've never been like, you know, the top I've always been, you know, one of the top, but I know for sure there's guys slinging more deals than I am. And that was like basically the reason I started the podcast is just to be around that. Like you said, a lot of times if you're not the top guy, then it's tough to get around those guys. So that's what I'm trying to change in the industry. Like how can we get around these top producers and learn from them and help the guys that aren't like the natural born salesmen? Like I know for sure I'm not. That's cool to hear. We can relate on that. But yeah, another big thing you mentioned that I love is just like, there's so many guys struggling with external factors in this industry that's holding them back. You talked about overcoming like addiction, heroin, all that. I see it so many times where that's like, guys are addicted to different things in the industry. There's guys, you know, drugs, pornography, all types of different things that guys are just in that holds them back from having success in sales, in different things in our industry. And I love hearing guys that have overcome those things because it's a huge problem. Any guy, I think... Um, I mean, I'm sure you've seen a lot of guys have like ADD in the industry, ADHD. We, we all want to like change stuff. We're all, you know, in different business ventures and stuff. <laughs> I know you're in 20 different things. 
So it's like, um, how can we help those guys um, get better, maintain the focus, and really get the, rid of these distractions and things that are holding them back? So, yeah, I really respect that, that you're trying to help um, guys out. And so um, I know you're consulting training right now, and I want to talk about kind of shift gears. You're in quite a few different masterminds yourself. Um, we were talking about that off the mic here or off the recording. Um, so right now, how many different uh, masterminds are you in, Mikey? Uh, four. Okay. Or five. Five. Five different ones. Yeah. Okay. Um. So how? Plus I'm, plus, I'm being coached by two different people right now too. Holy cow! Yeah, high performance coaches. Okay. So yeah, I've, yeah, that's about as many masterminds and coaches you can have at one time. Um, so how have you? I guess how have you benefited from all these masterminds? And I guess what what's the importance of those in your life as you've gone through them? The main thing, the main, like the main, main thing that I needed was I'm not the type of person where I'm like, hey, I want to be, I, I get value. This is not me. I, I don't get value from being the smartest, best looking, most, uh, you know, wealthy person in the room and have the nicest. I don't get value from people saying, wow, Mikey Lucas is here. Oh my God. Like, I'm like, no, like I'm just a normal person, dude. Like yeah. grew up in normal Las Vegas. Like my dad still, we, my family still has our 91 RV. Like we're not special. Like we just, like, I don't get value from people being like, wow, Mikey. I mean, that happens, but like, I don't, see, that's not my thing. I'm not like, oh wow, that, that's all I get. You know, I'm, if I didn't have that and I'd think less of myself, right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be, but I was, I was continuing to be in that position where I, I was always the largest fish in the room, the biggest fish in the pond. And I'm like, I got to be uncomfortable and get into a bigger ponds, bigger rivers, bigger oceans. Right. And the only way to do that was to be in a mastermind. So I got um, invited in to um, thrive with Cole Hatter, mm -hmm. passed through the interview process. And it was the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Cause I was like, these people are so much richer than I am yeah. and they're way better. And then come to find out, sure. A lot of them had more money, but they're just like me and you. Mm. They're just like me and you. So it was, I needed, I needed personally for myself to be in a, an ocean that I wasn't the biggest fish anymore because I wouldn't, you know, show me your five best friends. I'll show you where you're going to be at in five years concept like right. in all aspects of life. Yeah. Um, but I've, yeah, I've learned, I've learned a ton, um, being coached by high performance coaches. Uh, Mike Sesniak's a high performance coach of mine. Uh, they've been coached by Mike, Michael Burt. Just got in his program recently. Oh, cool. Um, like those, those types of, of, like accountability, like nobody, everybody says they want to be held accountable, but they don't really want to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I get, I flourish when I'm actually being told, hey, you're doing this really well, but if you did this and this and this slightly different or somewhat better, you would get to the next level where you're going to be able to help more people. And I'm like, okay, like that's what I need. I want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to yet, I don't want to be yes man. Like don't tell me, oh, you're so great at what you do. Like, yeah. that's fine. I, I, I know that I'm, I'm not for self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. right? I, I don't want you to, I actually have to train my guys out of that. Most of them are like, Oh, I door sucked. I, I was terrible there. I'm like, I have to convince them to not do that. I have to say, Hey, look, like what are the three things you do right first? And then we go to one thing you did. You think you messed up on not yeah. the opposite around. Cause we're so pushing. Like I sucked here. I didn't do well there. I, my transition sucked. My tonality was terrible. It's like, relax buddy. But yeah, no masterminds. Um, yeah, I just, I know that I don't know. And yeah. I, I know that I don't know everything. And you know, I, I want to be around people like, you know, Henry Ford's quote of like, mm -hmm. I don't have to know everything. I've got, a, I think he said like a petroleum button, like a plastic button. 
Yeah. Right. And, you know, six plastic buttons in front of me with the, I can call anybody yeah. with any of the answers that I need. So just masterminds have helped me grow and see that there's so much more out there that people that actually have money that are in those type of masterminds are actually trying to give back a lot more than I thought. Cause most people think, Oh, you've got money. You're a, you know, you're a POS or you know, yeah. you're just selfish. Like you drive a Ferrari. It's like, no, dude, these dudes that have like nicer cars are like giving away hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year. Yeah. That's awesome. In philanthropy. So it's, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. cool. Yeah. And you can only grow if you're around people like that. And yeah, like, you know, off the recording, you're just saying how like, guys know in the mastermind if they screw over one person then they're getting booted out of the group and they yeah. can't come back in yeah. that's awesome to have that level of trust and yeah. that level you know accountability and all that it's like you know you're gonna improve and take guys to the top with you but yeah my other question was like being in so many masterminds hearing so much information from all different people um like how do you how do you actually like decide what you're going to implement and how do you actually like you know, get value from all these and take it into one because I mean, I'm in one mastermind right now and I feel like there's a lot to like implement and, and improve on, but I can't imagine being in four and then having like two separate coaches and stuff like that. So how do you decide, okay, this, this is worth my, you know, time, money, I'm going to spend it. How have you decided to like be in that many different groups and not get overwhelmed and I guess pick and choose which one, you know, can benefit you. So remember I was telling you earlier, I was like, there was one mastermind that I said I wasn't, I wanted to be in had the money to be in it, could have got into it, but didn't. Remember, so I turned that one down, even though okay. I wanted to be in that one. Yeah. I'm still able to say no to certain of them, mm-hmm. a certain masterminds. Um, luckily, I haven't been in a mastermind that I didn't really appreciate and like and learn from and grow from okay. um, and also add value to. But um, the things that I don't learn a lot about, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll listen and I'm like trying to like, hey, like I, I should probably know about this, is like marketing. Yeah. Like, you know, marketing and things like that, where it's like, you know, for instance, like what you're doing now, it's like you're building your personal brand up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, when I was two, two years ago, I was like, I don't know why I want to build a personal brand, but I'm just a door knocker that sells solar panels and, yeah. you know, teaches people how to, you know, develop and make money and invest money. But mm-hmm. um, things like that, I just archive them. I'll take notes on them and I have tons of notes. And then four times a year, I'll go back through and I have this ideas list. So uh-huh. assistants of mine, um, if I'm ever like, hey, like that's an idea, they have a list of ideas that Mikey says this is an idea. And it's usually just something that pops up or I heard somebody saying something. I'm like, hey, that's an idea. Let's try to figure out how to do that. They have a whole list of that. So uh-huh. that I'm just archiving those. Um, you can come so back to stuff like that. To me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Or if it's like, hey, like, you know, I was with Dom, uh, Dom Carney this weekend. He's he's like a drop shipping gangster. And mm-hmm. like I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And I don't really think that has any applications to solar, but if I ever need to figure out, you know, supply and demand or something like that, I can, I can go to him and ask him a question and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, Yeah. That's awesome. I just, I'll archive them and then, okay. So there's, there's like, if you go to an event, Mm -hmm. I always teach guys this, no matter what, if I ever see them at an event, like, Hey dude, if you're going to be at an event like this, you know, 10 X growth con, there's going to be like three things. I learned from Dave already. There's going to be like three things. That you're gonna that you're gonna be able to tell me about what, what 2019 door-to-door con was about mm. right yeah you're gonna remember like three things and that's it so look for those three things write everything else down and then focus on those for the next six months and that's it mm. that's like, a good idea we just overwhelm ourselves it's the same thing in a yeah. book like if you told me you know three things you learn about pitch anything and you know or what what's wait what, like you know hey taylor what's what's the 
what is what do you remember most about pitch anything you're gonna tell me two to four things yeah right and that's it so yeah. it's the same thing whenever i go into a book we try to retain everything because we're told we're ADD, like, and we're not going to be able to, then we, it's like reverse psychology. It's like, you're not going to be able to remember everything, so now i got to try to remember everything, Yeah. but you're not going to. So you might as well go into it with the proper expectation of like, hey, we're about to walk into a storm. Let's not have every, you know, let's not have the couches and the, and the, and the you know, everything out. Let's, let's batten down the hatches, go into the storm correctly and, and, and know how to navigate through this. So it's really just about being able to navigate um, and just archiving and knowing that, yes, it's exciting. Yes, it was awesome content, but you cannot apply it right now because if you do that, it's, not content help, overload. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to help yeah. your team. Yeah, I was going to say it's selfish, but I'm learning more. Like you have to be more selfish to help your team out, kind of kind of thing. But it's selfish in a bad way. Yeah, you know, it's like using money for the wrong thing. It's selfish in a bad way. Yeah, you end up going on this tangent that doesn't help your team out at all, or the people that you're around. So you just archive it. Yeah, I love that, and yeah, I agree 100. percent Just because I've heard, um, you know, I've spent a lot of money in like personal development, the courses, the programs the events but that's one of my biggest issues is i go to these things and yeah you asked me two months later what i even got from that thing and there's been times where i'm like yeah i don't know i can't remember anything from that just spent two grand to go to that event but i don't know what i took away <laughs> like why i went to it so i think there's people out there like you know like me that go to these things that don't get stuff out of it that don't apply it that's a big issue so yeah i appreciate that that's something i'm gonna start doing write down the three things I will add one thing to that. Yeah. Um, I learned it from Tony Robbins, and you know how like he like has people jump up, whatever. Yeah. So he talks about like your state. Like if you're not like, super excited, like I'm here, I'm alive, you know, I'm alert, I'm well, like I'm in that type of a state, mm-hmm. you know, I'm. You're not, if you're not in an emotional state, it's not going to stick. So if you're kind of like slumping back, whatever, like I'm not really. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to get out of this, but I'm going to try to get something out of it. You know, if you don't set the proper expectation and then continue, not just setting proper expectation, you can set all, all the. Oh, I've got great intentions to go make a million dollars and buy a Ferrari, mm-hmm. knocking on doors, selling solar panels in Southern California. But you know, road the good, you know, the the road of good intentions leads to hell or whatever. You know, it's, yeah. it's like you don't just have to have good intentions. You don't set that right. You can you need to set the right expectation. But if you're not continuing to stay at a high energy level of like I'm here, like something that you have, I need for the very next level of mm-hmm. chess, like the very next move, I need that, and yeah. I have to, and I've. It's almost like an adventure, like a treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. Like history and treasure hunts back in the day used to really excite me. So, like, I'm always like, there's one thing. Mm. I'm like, what's that the that. one thing? Was that the one thing? And then you just try to emotionally with your teams after sit down and be like, how can we apply this? And what did we learn? And why? And just like dig, 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 dig. Yeah. It'll help your teams. Help your. It'll help your teams get more out of it as well. Okay. And then just train on that for two, three, four months after that. Not every single time, but train on those so that they so that you don't go spend a bunch of money on your team to go to a Tony yeah. Robbins event or Grant Cardone event or you know Knox door 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 event yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like you know we have no idea why we did yeah you know, sales went up we could we but we can't duplicate it because we don't know why that's awesome yeah, I love that nugget right there and yeah you were saying before this that um what I thought was really cool is you have your reps you're creating that culture of learning in your offices right now you're actually paying reps to, you know, read books. You give them, like, basically incentives to read a book and then train on the material they learn. Because, yeah, how many times we just take it in, we have no idea what we remember. I think that's a big thing that will change that is go out and train someone, go out and teach someone what you learned. Because Grant Cardone says that, too. You don't truly know something until you can teach it to another person. Mm-hmm. That's some, yeah, so that's some money advice right there, too. 
Um, but yeah, my second question with that, Mikey, is like with all your masterminds and coaches, all that you've joined, how do you decide, like not being in the mastermind, how do you decide, okay, this is going to be worth my time, my money and my, you know, investments. How do you decide that? Cause I know some people out there are thinking of maybe getting a coach, maybe they're thinking of joining a, you know, the Knockstar or, I mean, we're launching coaching. There's all these coaches out there, all these programs you can go join, but how do you decide, okay, this is going to really move the needle in the direction that I need. This is going to get me the help and how, what, what's helped you to, I guess, make that decision when you've tried to join these groups. What I trade places with where they're at right now. If I wouldn't trade places with Cole Hatter two years ago, I wouldn't have joined his mastermind. Okay. If I wouldn't trade places with Ed Milet or Andy Farcella, I wouldn't have joined the mastermind. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. Okay. So if I, I've, I'm not going to trade places with you right now, where you're at currently, not where you're going to be. I won't join your mastermind. Mm. Okay. Because no, yeah. I'm trying to get better, and I, I, I you know. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that I don't know about with where you're personally at, Cole Hatter, Andy Forsell, Ed Myler. But if the majority of it seems as if I would trade places with you, then I, I, I can, one, I can add value to you because I'm a lot younger long, younger than Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. I can give him that spark again that he felt at 29 years old where I'm at yeah. and encourage him. So that's my, my main, that's like the main main filter that doesn't mm. pass that then it's definitely not but there's a significant of process after that but that's the main thing if i won't trade places with them and like whole life success not just money yeah like if ed Milet was a total you know not a nice person i wouldn't like any of his content yeah it's one of my like you know idols who i look up to he's an all-star to me dude love him nice yeah. i love that yeah that's good advice right there yeah go see what they're doing um, cause yeah, a lot of, a lot of talk for sure on social media, um, guys saying they're making money, he's driving Lamborghinis, but would you actually want to trade places with them? And a lot of guys, they're super successful in business, but maybe they're going through their third divorce, you know, and it's like, if you don't want that, if you want all the money, go learn from them. But if you want to be successful in, you know, <laughs> marriage and other stuff, don't go learn from them. Exactly. Like Elon Musk, he's what launching all these coming Tesla, taking rockets to Mars and all that stuff. But on his, I don't know third gone through divorce and all that working 80 hour weeks like maybe maybe if you don't want to work 80 hour weeks and launch rockets then go go find a mentor that you do want to learn from so yeah that's uh love that that's for sure a nugget right there um and yeah i want to shift gears mikey you've had obviously a ton of success in the solar industry coaching reps helping train and i love what you're saying about training reps just creating that culture of them to learn and them to really critique themselves and make their own adjustments because that's another thing is like you need a good coach, but also you need to train yourselves to um, to really recognize things you can improve on. So can you talk about a few of the things? I know we're talking off the recording here. Can you talk about a few things that you've implemented in your training of reps and in your offices that you've done to help create that culture just of learning and helping them make their own improvements? Yeah, so the main, the main thing is to create a self-sufficient Golden Door award-winning rep. Okay. The main thing is to create a self-sustainable Golden Door award-winning rep, which, you know, rep, leader, manager, regional manager, like create the self-sustainable. So how do you get to that point? One, it's they can, they don't, they don't need, they need, they can, they have the a capability to make decisions, critical, dis- critical thinking on their own. Most people that are in their 20s and even in their 30s were not taught that. 
I don't care how many books you've read, you weren't taught that. And if you, the one thing I really like about door to door is that we are being challenged every single day to think critically, mm. you know, police show up and you're like, I don't have a permit to knock here. What do I do? How do <laughs> yeah. I get out of this? You know? So like you have yeah. to think critically. Right. Um, so yeah, the, the main thing is to create the self, self sustainable going door award winner. I'm um, in any industry that is, mm-hmm. how do you do that? There's a few ways that we do that, that I've, I've tried lots of things like, Oh, it's not like a book club or like a mastermind style. But like, if you don't, if you don't take into consideration this one thing, um, it's likely going to fail, which is people only do what they're incentivized to do. So if we know that, you know, if you, if you're only going to do what you're incentivized to do, mm-hmm. then you have to figure out what with you personally, Taylor, how you can reward yourself, right? Mm-hmm. How you can have a specific amount of your finances put away to go and swipe a card and be like, Oh, I just bought some $60 pair of Lulu shorts or whatever. Right. Or a hundred dollars. I don't even know that they're a hundred dollars. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, I'm at the, I'm at the Nordstrom's rack or whatever, it's like I'm at the, you know, the Lulu rack or whatever, get them on sale. But, um, yeah. you know, uh, you know, find out what, what, what you do, what to do to incentivize you to get to where you want to be. Um, in that we have two different things that we do that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is that we pay for, so we call ourselves a personal development company that just so happens to sell smart home products. Uh, like so that. that's like when we're recruiting, that's a little recruiting nugget right there. Like, Hey, like, you know, Oh yeah. Come make a bunch of money. No, like, hey, come and learn how to personally develop, make a bunch of money, and then invest it. So mm. there's three parts to ours, not just making a bunch of money. Everyone's like, yeah, make a bunch of money. Look, I've got my Model 3 or whatever. It's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. you, where are you going to charge a car out here in San Diego, right? You're not going to. Right. Anyways, yeah. um, so the money part's there, but the personal development and then also investing it is very important. So um, what we do is we have a book club. Um, we incentivize our guys. Every, every, all, everybody gets this, um, whether they're in operations or whatever. Um, and everybody has a book list. Everybody's virtually required to do this, nice. um, but they're incentivized to do it so that it's not like, oh, I got to read another book. So when, when, when I initially say test, book report, mm-hmm. people go and start getting anxiety or freaking out. A lot of my guys, you know, they're like straight A students and they're like, ah, oh, I got this, no big deal. But they're 24, 23, 29, 34 years old now. And they're like, you know, they don't want to take tests anymore. But mm. if I can incentivize them and show them how they're going to become a better person when they do this, and it's going to lead into better habits, which then gets them to what the, what they want and the freedom that they want within their life, I can help them by paying them $50 for the book, mm. for them to read the book or listen to the book. Nice. They write, they write a, a two-page front and back report on it, and I tell them, like, look, dude, cheat. I don't care. Go online. <laughs> you know, rich dad, poor dad quotes and write down all the quotes you see there. And obviously, you know, we can, we're going to tell, but yeah. I'm like, dude, like if you're, lo- if you can only do one page of like notes for yourself, I'm not asking for an essay, but if, if you can't write down all these, you know, two pages, I don't care. Write in 25, 50 font. It doesn't matter. Just write it out. And then they present it to a manager and they present it to a manager. It's like, it's a minimum of three minutes to the manager explaining what they got from the book. So the three things two or three things they got from the book nice. and then explain some of their, through some of their notes. So you, you, you know, you retain roughly 10% of what you read or listen to, you know, 20 to 30% of what you read, listen to and write down and then 60 to 80% of what you read, listen to, and then go and teach. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've kind of hacked it where we're getting people to actually teach us back the books so or really re- helping them reprogram their minds to understand and think. And it's obviously, it's, you know, they're not going to go and read, you know, 
I don't know, Pilgrim's Progress <laughs> you know, in, in, our, in our solar office. It's, you know, they're going to read specific books, Closer Survival Guide, right. uh, Pitch Anything, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, you know, Compound Effect, you know, Mini Habits, um, Way of the Wolf, that books like this, Mon- Tony Robbins, Money Master, the they're going to read books like that and they're going to come back and present it to us. Now my managers are being taught it by somebody that just read it that they might not have got that one nugget from, that they just got that. So they're being now taught by everybody else. It's a culture of now we're masterminding, coaching, and teaching everybody. So mm. it's awesome. Then we buy the book back from them. So they, so we take a picture of their notes. We put it into a Google Drive. They've got all their notes that they've ever written on all these books, and they have access to it too. And then, yeah, we're buying them back the book. So if they bought on Audible, you know, fourteen ninety nine or whatever the book would cost, we, we give them back that, and we give them 50 bucks for the report. So awesome. the second one we do, that works out really well. We get a lot of, it's, it's, less, it's less like, oh, I've got to read a book. And I got to write a report. Like it's people really, really want to do that. And then it also helps with the guys that are not in the top 20% of the company. They want to do that more so they can get more time with the managers. So that's another way to help guys fight to get up to the top. So they want to prove themselves by, hey, I'm going to be reading all these books on my off time. Instead of partying or going to the gym a bunch of times, I'm actually doing personal development. Or while I'm at the gym, I'm listening to books or whatever. Yeah. The second thing that we do um, is that that's very important in the beginning of someone coming onto a door-to-door company that they get money right away. That's one of the best ways we pay them. So we pay them off of merit, meritocracy. We believe in meritocracy like Ray Dalio talks about. Mm-hmm. When you pay them to, to personally develop, then you're making them, you know, you're making a monster at that point. That's awesome. Like we want to, I want to make people that are like cold killers that are like, I can do anything. You know, if I don't mind to it, I can do it. Right. Yeah. The second thing we do is we do that, um, a, a, a door knocking critiquing sheet. So I've got a template that we, we go through like body language, verbal, uh, nonverbal, um, tonality. For, for, uh, you have your pullbacks and takeaways, your objections, and they're writing it out on paper. I just scripted it out. I'm like, hey, like I was told, I think 2015, that this is what one of the top reps did. And I was like, well, if the top reps doing that, I got to do that. Yeah. yeah, I would write out, you know, what the, what the common objection I would get and then write out three ways to overcome it. And he showed me this like long book of like all these objections that he's come up with. And a lot of them were just the same over and over again, but he's just like learning and learning and learning. And then eventually, you know, through the, the mysterious brain that you have, you come up with something that, that works. Yeah. And then and boom, and you just, you know, you're just work, you're beating on the craft. So uh, we, we did that. We got them in like a little spiral bond notebook so they can, they're not like loose leaf anymore. Spiral bond notebook where it's like that template. We just print them out like office team or whatever. And then, uh, and then now they're now they're co- being coached and taught through that. So huh. then we pay them fifty dollars as well, fifty dollars for if if they record the mm-hmm. door approach, if they write out the 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 critique on it, and the door closes. Hmm. So if it closes on the spot, they're getting an incentive right in the beginning, wow. and then that creates a culture of someone that's self sustainable where they don't have to ask you for help in the future. They will ask you for help on bigger things, but they don't have to ask you for help for the little things. Yeah, and that takes a lot of your time up as a, as an owner, as a manager of an all of multiple offices. Like you can't, you don't have that much time like that, right. and also your managers won't have enough time like that. So we're helping them become and help them find the answer, instead of being like, oh, where did I put my keys? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like no, like you 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 hung your keys on the door every single day because that's your routine. Yeah, your routine is you come home and you work on your script. Nice. So yeah, we, we pay the, we pay them to do that too. So it's awesome. That's sweet. I love that culture because yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. The best reps are the ones that go to the managers, get the help. Yep. There's so many people that just like wait to be helped, and they're not the ones making the massive improvements. The guys who are going out there chasing it, taking the initiative. Yeah, that's a powerful idea. Um, what about like for knocking? I'm just curious because like Vegas, man, it's like what 120 degrees out there. Like, <laughs> how are you getting guys to? 
create that culture of knocking and like getting out there because I mean, I got lazy reps in San Diego and we're, we got like 75 degree weather out here. So like, if, if you can get guys to go out and knock 120 degree weather, I want to hear what's working for that. So anything you do to create that culture of knocking in that brutal heat. What's, what's helped, um, is going in spurts. Okay. Going in sprints, um, having people around as well. So like team knocking, we do a lot of team knocking, okay. um, where, you know, there'll be car groups of like five or 10 people going out to one specific part of the town and they're all spread out and they know that they're all out together. And then the, the car leaders, like the managers or assistant area sales managers there mm-hmm. are like very in charge of making sure that the, the aura, the mindset is high. Mm. We're not listening to, you know, you know, I don't know what's that uh, post Malone used to have friends. Now I've got in and he's like, we're not listening to that <laughs> yeah. stuff going out the hood. Right. You know, we're listening to, positive stuff going out to hood like like the solarpreneur podcast boom, exactly <laughs> exactly right yeah. no joke dude I, yeah. seriously that's that's that type of stuff is what actually works that's yeah. why it's it's freaking door to door yeah like, i need to know that i can make it that's all people want to know is that they can actually they're going to make it through this yeah and by hearing it from you right oh yeah or, or you know they're gonna listen to this podcast going out to hood and they're like oh it was a it was a you know it was a crap show out there and you know <laughs> i can still make it so um yeah so uh, car groups works really well um, okay. keeps accountability there um incentivizing first door last door uh first door appointments last door appointments making that really really hype mm-hmm. um incentivizing you know paying for you know like gas cards you know little you know if they like to go to dutch bros or starbucks or whatever little gift cards here and there for like the person that's you know finishing the race staying out there longer mm. um what else has worked uh yeah, the spurts. So having um, we have somebody that drives around to each of our each of our um, like sections of where the guys are knocking at. Mm-hmm. And they'll drop off snacks. We got coolers, cold uh, cool. drinks. You know, like so a care package dropping in type thing. Care package. Nice. It's awesome. <laughs> cold <laughs> stuff. So it's pretty cool. Sweet. Um, I'm just imagining Call of Duty like care package dropping in the battlefield. What do you think we got the idea from? <laughs> yes. That's sweet. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. Other than that, I mean. Staying, yeah, staying super hydrated. Nice. Um, one of the other things is I would manda- mandatory make them stop in the middle of the day between 1 and, like, 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. They When they would get their lunch, they'd go do crowd therapy, Norma Tech, and red light therapy. So they would be going okay. to do it. Yeah, so they would – the guys that were selling were being paid to go there. Oh, that's cool. They, they'd go be paid to go do crowd therapy, Norma Tech, and go do a rest and recovery. It's like going and being an ice bath and then going back out to work. Mm. So they were they would – eat together or in their car groups, eat together. And then wherever the car therapy places were at, they'd go and do that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's cool. I'm going to try that. I have to try cryo cryotherapy. It's almost like an athlete recovering before the next game or something. Yep. Ice bath before the game. Yep. That's awesome. Well, awesome, Mike, you know, I love hearing the high level stuff you're doing and, um, again, go follow them. And last thing I wanted to kind of learn from you is just maybe some specific stuff we can go out and, uh, implement out there. Um, for those that are knocking, for those that are closing, I know one of your big things is doing takeaways, and you've talked about that on Instagram. Um, so just to, I guess, I guess give some people some specific things they can do, um, takeaways, pun intended right there, some specific takeaways they can go and implement today. Um, do you mind sharing just, I don't know, some takeaways you guys use, maybe in the doors and closes, things that are helping you guys, you know, book appointments and close deals out there in Vegas? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, Something that can be implemented right away. One is record yourself. Okay. Um, for one, they're not recording themselves. I can almost guarantee you they're not recording themselves. If you're not recording yourself, dude, take it from me, bro. 
I don't have to work anymore. I've got enough passive income that I don't have to work ever again in my entire life. But I continue because I want to make a bigger impact with like global issue stuff. So, um, and that's from me getting better and because I was recording myself on the door. And then I would go back and I did, I gave it up for free like, I don't know, like six months ago. They can DM me or they can DM you. You'll have it as well. Is that critiquing tool. Okay. If you have, if you record yourself and then you go back and you use the tool, you will get better. Mm. So that alone will make somebody more money than me giving you one pullback. It's powerful. One, one pullback um, that I do or one takeaway that I do. So difference between a pullback and a takeaway, a pullback is is like a like a, a time constraint. You know, the main thing that people are not realizing that on doors, um, especially if you're in like a Vegas, Arizona or San Diego or Southern California area where it's we get knocked a lot, mm-hmm. um, our doors get knocked a lot, um, is you have to relieve the pressure. Have to relieve the pressure. So if you're not throwing in one-liners, um, like "Hey, you know, sorry to bug you. I, I actually just wanted to drop off my business card, and I'm not sure if you guys saw the trucks, and I just wanted to invite you over to an open house. Um, did Did you guys kind of hear about that, or no? See us on Nextdoor or Facebook or anything like that, or seen the flyers in the mail? Mm-hmm. Um, cool, no worries. Yeah, like I said, I, I actually got to get going here in a second, so I don't I don't have much time. You're one of the last houses houses here before I get the clock out and go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll I'll, I'll do my very best to relie- um, alleviate pressure that they have to buy something right now. Yeah. I'm not leaving until you sign up for solar panels <laughs> right now, same day or die, brother. <laughs> no. um, so, you know, and, and that, that also goes back to, you know, burning doors, right? Yeah. You burn a door, you burn a whole, burn a whole neighborhood concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, takeaways goes, um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, you know, there's, so for me, um, I tell my guys, hey, look, you've got 15 d- permits per month you can do. Um, s- there is guys that are selling over 15 deals a month, but, you know, on average, you know, they're going to hit 15 deals. Yeah. So I, I go, look, you only have 15 deals. So if you're at 12, you have three permits left in this neighborhood. Because mm-hmm. why? That's how many deals I'm in this month. So this month, I've only got three more permits. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a good fit or not, um, but... If it, if it works out, um, you're going to love it. But the catch is that I don't know if they're going to select this house because of certain things, or I don't know if this is really going to be a good fit for you or not. Um, you've probably looked into this before. Um, so there's there's like one there. I'm, that one okay. was a good one there. Yeah, but that's good. Um, another one um, is, and I put this on Instagram the other day because I was like, yeah, I use this one all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't realize I did it, but I listened to a video, and I was like, wait, that's a – one-liner. That's a great pullback. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was, yeah. So basically really quick, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go check to make sure you guys have the right meter. Okay. So this is like a little secret that we do. Mm-hmm. All right, here it is. <laughs> I Dropping this, the I'm, secrets. Uh, I made, I made this up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, most meters that I've seen have the symbol or the number sequence, um, 30 TA or it's TA 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and apartment buildings have like 25 or like 15 TA mm-hmm. houses have 30 or 50 TA. So if they have a 15 TA, it means they're an apartment. Can mm. we put solar in an apartment? Okay, yes, we can, but no, we can't, right? You're not going to be knocking an apartment where they don't own the house, right? Right? They don't yeah. own the roof. They don't own it. So if they have a 15 TA, it's not going to work. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, so if you have a 15 TA meter, look, I'm not even going to waste your time. You're not even going to be a good fit for this program. You have to pay like five, 10 grand or whatever to get the new meters in. It's just not going to make sense for you. Mm. Let me just go make sure you have the right meter. Um, go ahead and grab your utility bill. The utility usage looks like just like this. If you're not using enough usage, I get, again, I'm not, I don't want to waste your time. It's very 
they're really picky with who they allow into the program. Mm. Um, I'm going to make sure you have the right meter. And if it, if it were, if I you do have the right meter, I'll kind of show your options and then we'll see whether or not it's going to be a good fit for us to talk. Otherwise I'll just tell you, Hey, look, I'm not gonna waste your time. I'll just kind of take you off my list. Does sound fair? Cool. Nice. Grab your usage really quick. I'm gonna grab your, grab your meter and I walk away. Boom. <laughs> Love that. And then, and then when I get to the meter, if they come with me and there's another one, like I'll pull them out of the house and I get them to come look at the meter with me. And I'm like, look, obviously I know what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm looking at. Right. But I, I look as if I'm puzzled. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like just pointing at the Good meter. I'm like, all right, so. And I kind of like wipe my head. I have to sweat <laughs> off my head. I'm like, and I point right back at the meter and I go, um. Okay, it looks like you do have the right meter. And I pause specifically. I'm not joking. Dramatic pauses That's or everything. Because awesome. they're like, oh my God, am I going to qualify? Because my clients, not every time, but. A lot of times, a lot more times than I have seen and didn't even realize people that shouted me, they're like, they literally said, what's the next step? How do we get qualified? Where do we go from here? Yeah. How, you know, what's, how do we do the credit check? Is, you know, is, is, is there enough spots on the street left? And I'm like, <laughs> like awesome. when you get to clients to, to, to do that, it's cause they're making the decision. You're not like, so yeah, so if you, if you, you know, if I lower the price $3 a month and lose $3,000 in commission, you know, yeah. are you going to sign up today? Yeah. You know, um, or whatever it looks like, you know, um, you know, so yeah, doing pullbacks and doing dramatic pauses and stuff like that works, nice. works a lot. So it's like, you know, they want to get them to qualify. So I, I will pause dramatically and be like, okay, yeah, like you guys have the right meter. Um, good. Just in case some, some of them got them, some of them didn't. That's so, awesome. That yeah. gets me stressed. You pausing like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to try that. Need like a drum roll going in that exact, to, oh, yeah. you know, pause. Oh yeah. But no, I think that, yeah, I can see that helping a ton. And yeah, any, I think any successful rep is doing that, the, you know, pullbacks, takeaways, because yeah, it's taking the pressure off of a yes or no decision. Like that's not the decision, right? It's just, am I qualified or not? That's the question yeah. at that point. But yeah, I think that's a huge key, especially in saturated areas. That's basically, you know, I think the only way to sell in super saturated areas, just taking the pressure off of that decision. Um, well, cool, Mikey. I appreciate all the stuff you've shared with us today. Some golden nuggets you've dropped on us a ton of takeaways we've gotten from um the content you've shared and i know you're in a ton of different businesses so guys go give mikey a follow if you're not already he's uh, dropping some fire some heat on instagram every day so uh mikey where can people find you on uh, instagram and all that and yeah, so connect got, with you i've got uh, my instagram uh my facebook and then youtube um, so it's uh, Mikey Lucas okay. uh, on all three on all three uh, platforms. Um, Twitter, I just got kind of back on, and LinkedIn, I kind of just got back on too. Um, cool. And then I've got a, a book that I'm I'm writing that's com- that's me being released here in just under thirty days now. So oh, cool. Uh, I've been writing for the last like two years. It's uh, on entrepreneurship. Oh, awesome. Uh, like the struggles of an entrepreneur, of a millennial entrepreneur, and how to just encourage you know how to get you to stay in the fight hey. instead of you know getting your Ferrari and checking out and clocking out, going home and being depressed. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a book coming out and then all all three of my platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Mikey Lucas, M-I-K-E-Y-L-U-C-A-S. Sweet. All right, guys, go give him a follow. Go buy his book when it comes out. Let's show our appreciation for Mikey um, giving us some secrets today. And so, uh, yeah, I appreciate you again, Mikey. Thanks for everything you're doing to coach reps, to change the industry. And give us more success as we're out there knocking and closing deals. Um, so anything, any last, I don't know, tips or words of wisdom that you would share with uh, any other solar reps or any of our solarpreneurs before we say goodbye here, Mikey? Yeah, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep and invest. You know, the goal shouldn't be to have to knock forever. 
You know, yeah. I can't sit here and tell you I love knocking on doors. Right. I love knocking on doors because of what it gets me. Yeah. So it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep and then go and invest. That's why I'm in so many businesses. And I don't run all of them. Yeah. You know, the, the franchises, the Everbulls, the, the real estate, the Turo business, the Airbnb business. I don't run those. You know, the crypto, yeah. obviously I run crypto, but I'm getting coached on crypto too. So it's like yeah. make money to go and make money matter and then have passive income coming in to then pay for your lifestyle. Mm. Just yes, make money, but it doesn't matter if you're making 50 grand a year, 20 grand a year or 500 grand a year, a million dollars a year. I don't care how much money you make in one year. It's about long-term sustainability. I heard Pitbull say it years ago. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. Remember guys, invest in yourself. Mikey's doing that. I think probably more than anything with all the masterminds and everything. And they're teaching him how to invest in other things where he's getting passive income. So that's in a whole nother episode for another day. But again, go follow Mikey. He's doing multiple businesses, you know, the Turo, the, the Everbowl, the real estate, he's in it all. So follow him and he's going to share stuff on that. So Mikey, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for sharing with our audience today. And we'll go give you a follow and a like. We're going to go buy your book when it comes out. And so thanks for coming on today and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate it. Hey, solar printers, quick question. What if you could surround yourself with the industry's top performing sales pros, marketers, and CEOs and learn from their experience and wisdom in less than 20 minutes a day? For the last three years, I've been placed in the fortunate position to interview dozens of elite solar professionals and learn exactly what they do behind closed doors to build their solar careers to an all-star level. That's why I want to make a truly special announcement about the new solar learning community exclusively for solar professionals to learn, compete, and win with the top performers in the industry, and it's called Society. This learning community was designed from the ground up to level the playing field and give solar pros access to proven mentors who want to give back to this community and help you or your team to be held accountable by the industry's brightest minds for, are you ready for it, less than $3.45 a day. Currently, Soul Society is closed to the public and membership is by invitation only, but solarpreneurs can go to soulsociety.co to learn more and have the option to join a waitlist when a membership becomes available in your area. Again, this is exclusively for solarpreneur listeners, so be sure to go to www.solciety.co to join the waitlist and learn more now. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again in the next episode.